0: Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, November 9th. The midterm election results have been full of twists and turns thus far. We're going to break down the key results, what we know now, what we don't know now, and what it all means going forward. the battle for control of the House of Representatives and the United States Senate is still ongoing at this hour, as I'm recording this podcast at about three o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday. And it actually may be that way for a little bit here. What is clear is that some red tsunami did not occur in this midterm election. There were many Republicans who believed that may be the outcome in advance of the election and many Democrats who feared it, that did not come to pass. So where are we right now? Well, right now, Republicans are on target to take over control of the House of Representatives. In other words, they are winning the number of competitive House seats that would, if they keep this pace, deliver them the majority. But it will be a very narrow majority That the Republicans would have in the House. CNN is nowhere near able to project House control at this hour. So we are in the phase of just looking House race by House race and counting up to see which party, more likely the Republican Party on the facts we have now, gets to 218. As for the United States Senate, there are three outstanding Senate races at this moment. Two out west, Nevada and Arizona. And one on the East Coast, Georgia, which CNN has projected will advance to a runoff election, meaning neither Raphael Warnock, the Democratic incumbent senator, nor Herschel Walker, his Republican challenger, will hit that 50 percent plus one threshold. As I'm recording this, Warnock is in the lead in the vote count over Walker. But again, this is headed to a runoff. Here is Georgia Secretary of State's office COO Gabe Sterling on CNN earlier today. By our internal estimates, we have less than 10,000 votes to go into the election night reporting for the final count. So there's just not enough numbers out there still to change the outcome of this race. With that landscape, it is clear that Democrats have defied midterm history to some extent here, even when everything is tallied. Democrats are not likely to have suffered the average number of losses that a president's party suffers in his first midterm election. Now, that does not mean that when everything is counted and all the races are projected, that we don't end up in a world where Republicans have won both control of the House and the Senate. Another scenario is that Democrats hang on to the Senate by a sliver, but the House does go to Republicans. And then a less likely scenario, much less likely, is that Democrats hang on to both the Senate and the House. Here's what we do now. While the press and the pundits are predicting a giant red wave, uh, it didn't happen. While any seat lost is painful, some good Democrats didn't win the last night. Democrats had a strong night. And we lost fewer seats in the House of Representatives than any Democratic president's first midterm election in the last 40 years. That was President Biden at the White House earlier today. So as I am recording this right now in that uncalled Arizona Senate race, Mark Kelly has a five percentage point lead, the Democrat, over Blake Masters, the Republican, 51.4 percent to 46.4 percent. That is with 69 percent of the estimated vote in later tonight on Wednesday night. East Coast time, we expect a big batch of votes to be delivered from Maricopa County, the largest county in the state of Arizona, substantially so. So that could help us get a clearer picture once that batch of votes is reported as to where things stand. As for Nevada, the Republican is currently leading the vote tally there. Adam Laxalt, who is challenging the incumbent Democratic Senator Catherine Cortez Masto, Laxalt is currently ahead 49.9 percent to 47.2 percent. That's with a rough estimate of about 80 percent of the vote in, though we are awaiting updates from Clark County and Washoe County, home to Las Vegas, the largest county that's Clark County and Washoe Reno is home to that county. So we await some more votes from there. The one Senate race that has been projected to switch hands thus far is in Battleground, Pennsylvania, where CNN has projected that John Fetterman will indeed be the next senator from Pennsylvania. And that is a Democratic pickup because that was Pat Toomey's seat. He's retiring the Republican incumbent. And Fetterman defeated Republican Mehmet Oz in that critical race. Here was John Fetterman celebrating that big pickup victory in Pennsylvania last night. I'm just so proud of the race that we ran. And, you know, this campaign has always been about fighting for everyone who's ever been knocked down that ever got back up. That gives the Democrats a one-seat cushion where they could potentially lose one of those three uncalled races with their Democratic incumbents. But they can only lose one. So if indeed they lose Nevada and Arizona... Well, then Georgia runoff won't matter very much in terms of control. Republicans will control the Senate. So of the three outstanding races, Democrats can only afford to lose one if they are to maintain their majority. One thing that was particularly interesting in the exit polls in Pennsylvania is that the issue of abortion actually was the number one issue. We saw that happen in Pennsylvania and Michigan. In the other states and nationally, inflation was rated higher as the most important issue or more voters said inflation was their most important issue. That certainly may have helped Fetterman here since he overwhelmingly won those voters who said abortion was issue number one. He won them 78 percent to 21 percent. As for the battle in the House of Representatives, obviously, this was not the evening that Kevin McCarthy was anticipating. And while he may actually achieve a Republican majority, it may be so narrow to be such a complicated headache for him first to amass all the votes to secure becoming speaker because he'll need 218 and he may only have a couple votes beyond that when everything's said and done and to actually govern. Because if he has a very narrow majority, any faction inside the Republican conference can be a problem for him when he's trying to amass 218 votes to pass legislation. So if you think about the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world uh, or the House Freedom Caucus, uh, every sort of piece of the puzzle has leverage when your majorities are narrow. And that may be what we see as Kevin McCarthy's biggest challenge going forward. But that is not what Kevin McCarthy wanted to discuss when he very, very late went into a ballroom. It was the wee hours of this morning to mark what he expects to be his victory. Thank you to everyone who voted Republican for the very first time. Tonight, we built upon those gains two years ago, and it is clear that we are going to take the House back. As I said at the top, it could be a few more days before we have a definitive picture of control of the House of Representatives and perhaps even control of the United States Senate, though we will get more information from both Nevada and Arizona today. We just don't know if it'll be enough information to make projections in those races. So stay tuned to CNN for all the latest vote counts.